Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to the Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Colton Smith and as always I'm joined by Jack P. Shepherd, Ben Efron. <laughs> <laughs> the Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together and educate each other on films. Now it's all about the films that we should have seen but we haven't. Each week we sit down in the studio and we watch a film and then we talk about what we loved, hated and rated. The beauty of our film club is that anyone can join in. All you have to do is watch along at home, then join us every Thursday to hear what we thought of the film. This week's film, it is the first film of Series 4. Yes, Series 4. It is my choice, and in case you missed the trailer, it is the Disney Channel classic, High School Musical. But before we get in to talking all things High School Musical and returning in style to Series 4 of the Sofa Cinema Club... How's your week been, or how have your weeks been? How long has it been? Two, two months, two and a half months, I think, maybe. Two and a half months, that's flown. That has flown, actually. First time we've spoke to each other since. Yeah, we don't speak unless it's the podcast, which is a bit <laughs> weird, which I think the audience would think, oh, you really get on, you lads. We don't. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't. And then we only speak now, and all, and we just put on the banter. <laughs> But we don't get on. But um, <laughs> series four—that sounds like really professional, doesn't it? Yeah. Just think that little that little idea, that little project that we had. As, oh, here we go. Here we go. We. I had. said. I said we. I said. Um, I got asked this earlier. Whose idea was the podcast? And I said, well, depends which person you speak to. <laughs> it was Ben's, really, wasn't it? I mean, we wouldn't have done anything. <laughs> there we go. We eventually, wouldn't. we wouldn't have done anything. No. Eventually, the truth is out. Don't even yeah. try and claim that, Colson. We had the car. We had the car, but we had no wheels. Ben Ben put the wheels <laughs> on and jumped right in the driving seat. You had you had a door. <laughs> you had no wheels, steering wheel, windscreen, radio, <laughs> petrol engine. Um, series four, though, lads. Let's give us all uh, a pat on the back. Audio always as well. Amazing series four. But Colson, I think we have to go to you first. Because you've been very busy, haven't you, in our in our gap? I have been busy, yeah. Do you want to I've... tell us what you've been doing? little side project? Yeah. What do they call it? They call it something, don't they? Side hustle. My side hustle. Oh. Yeah. Well, like Jack sells Lego on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about the Taj the other day. I thought about it. It made me laugh that you built it, dropped it, sold it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, come on then, Cos, tell us. So um, I've made a film. Um, I made a short documentary. Started making it back in November um, last year and finally finished it about a month ago and the trailer dropped on Monday. So when you're listening to this, the trailer is out and then the full film comes out on the 2nd of June. It's um, It's called Bored of Being the Fat Kid. And um, it's kind of my story about the last whirlwind of a kind of 15 months and my relationship with food and weight loss and my newfound love for running. And it's all a bit of a tie-in. I kind of saw it as an opportunity to have my say, tell my truth in my own way. So um, yeah, I partnered up with um, a very talented man called Tim Royal. 
and um, we we made a documentary together, and I'm I'm really happy with um with how it's come out, and I would be lying if I said I wasn't shitting it for everyone to see it. Yeah, but you would because it's it's just you, isn't it? And it um you've nothing to fall back on and let other people sort of carry you through. I mean, it is just it's just you in the film. Yeah, and it, it it's almost scarily like honest and open. I think the questions probably help you that. Well, didn't I they? I was actually going to tie this in. Probably a lot of that comes down to. Um, the question. So the documentary has a master interview in it, which you won't have seen. Um, yeah, you will have seen the um, if if you've seen the trailer, you will have seen the bits of the master interview. And I um, I was put through my paces by Ben, who asked all the questions for me to keep to basically. We had the conversation, didn't we, Ben? You know, yeah. you, you helped me with deciding that this was a thing that I wanted to do, and you've been through it all with me. You've been my flatmate. We've shared a bed together for the past. <laughs> Oh, that's a cracker. We've opened that one on series four. Hold on. Caught me blindsided me there. Sorry. We've shared a two-bed flat together. (laughs) (laughs) The slip is out. The slip is out. Um, So Ben kind of was by my side for it all. Um, And yeah, he basically said, look, if you, I wanted to lose that persona of being a showman. Like you've all heard me on the podcast when I switched the voice on, and you know how it changes. So I, I just wanted to make sure that for this, I was Colson. It was true to myself, and I was honest. And to get there, we decided that Ben kind of interviewing me um, was going to help. You were very honest, Colson. Very hard, very exposing. Like you say, we hide, or three of us hide behind. A bit, don't we? We have a character yeah. on screen. It's not us. This is us. Uh, but on screen, it's not us. And and then even on this, you're not going into you're not going into the really deep stuff. And you're you're hitting some really deep stuff there, Colson. I admire you for that. It's big stuff. It's good fun. One billion views. <laughs> yeah, hope, hopefully. It's, and now, it's, now I'm a documentary maker. I will be leaving the podcast. So um, over, <laughs> <laughs> over to you two. But no, it's it's good to be back, isn't it? It's nice yeah. to yes. kind of have have our little thing, have our have our banter, have our crack. And we've kind of gone. So series three started in lockdown. Series four is starting as we're coming out. We actually. I think um, we'll talk a little bit more about what you two have been up to, but we have got some really exciting stuff coming up in the podcast, haven't we? We've we've sat down in our months off and we've really thought about what we can do to take the podcast to the next level and we're really excited for you guys to be part of it. And part of that is we are bringing out a bonus episode, which I'm sure you're all very excited to hear about after Jack really bigged it up in the trailer <laughs> on social media. <laughs> That did well, make you kind of just all turned to me. I got my own close up and everything, <laughs> and you kind of just like, well, what? I'm the one who's going to drop the all the information. So I give the title. We've got an extra episode. It's called. <laughs> it was Sofa funny. Cinema it was funny. It did look like you get caught out. What me? I did. Yeah, I completely did. He's like, I'm not here for this. I I only do Jack's hidden gems. Me. That's all. That's all I'm. <laughs> yeah, I'm covering hidden gems and facts. This isn't my job. It's like we went to the council. So my bin hasn't been collected. Not my job. I do. I do Jack's hidden gems and facts. I don't do trailing for new episode. Thank you. I'm going to spin it over to my more capable partner of Ben to tell us what we're expecting. So it's called Sofa Cinema Club Extraterrestrial, which is a play on ET and terrestrial television. Which Jack didn't understand. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that Jack didn't understand. It's not that Jack didn't understand. Oh, dear. We wanted a bonus, a bonus episode. What Ben will tell you about what it is, as producer Ben came up with extraterrestrial. So obviously it's a play on of ET, and I was going off the extra bit, and I, I didn't listen to the terrestrial bit, and obviously it is about what's on TV, terrestrial TV as well. So I think that's a yeah, yeah, perfect. That's exactly it. So in our podcast, we get uh, in this modern day and age. You can pick any film, can't you? You can get any film. Like we say a film, you can rent it, you see it on Netflix or Amazon or whatever. But back in the old days, these two won't remember, but back in the old days, you were bound by what was on telly. And actually, sometimes 
you had to watch a film <laughs> that you might not want to watch, but you had to watch it and actually get something from it or whatever. So we had an idea that instead of picking films just from like streaming services or whatever, we would look at the listings that week or the week of the podcast or the next week. Look, it might not be a banger, but it will mm. be something that we think is good and worth mm. a watch. Mm. Uh, and you might not have seen it. You might think, oh, the Sofa Cinema Club lads, I've mentioned that. Because actually what we're picking every time is big films, aren't we? And actually yeah. sometimes it's nice to put something else. And not everybody has Netflix, Now, um, Amazon, Sky TV. So it's it, it's them films that are on, you know, through the week, Saturday, Sunday, that you can catch on terrestrial TV. But we will tell you more about that on Monday, the 31st of May, when it's the first ever episode of Sofa Cinema Club Extraterrestrial. Yeah, perfect. A little bonus to carry you over in the week. So aside from that, what have you two been up to? Obviously, I've seen a lot of you, Ben. Um, I, I've got I've got a funny story about you that I want to share as well because um, I set off for my morning run this morning and I went to turn onto the canal path and I went, I can't go down there. I cannot go down there. And why is that, Ben? So, in the podcast over the over the other three series, I've I've had some um, altercations with animals. We had bats. <laughs> We had ticks on balls. I had a rat. I had a rat land on me. Remember you that? had a rat land on you. Actually, fair play. I forgot about that. <laughs> that's, actually, that's quite, yeah, it's quite shocking. So, look, the theme of this podcast generally is animal attacks. It's not about films. It's, it's about not about Ben's films. Animal it's encounters. about our days in wildlife. Our new bonus app, Ben's Animal Encounter. <laughs> right, um, so, I said to Colson, you know where we, you know, you can run down the canal, can't you? Yeah. And you run down the canal, it's quite nice, and you, you go past the football stadium, whatever, you run down. I come down to go for a run, and there's geese, aren't there? <laughs> yeah, there is. So normally, the geese don't give you a mind, do they? They're like, all right, Ben, you, you're going for a run. I go, yeah, going for a run, geese. You go and flap your wings. Why they're there, they could pick anywhere. They can fly. They could literally pick anywhere. They're in the canal there. Why don't you? Why don't you go to like the Lake District? In, not not the Bridgewater going through Trafford Industrial Estate. <laughs> yeah, so there I am running through Trafford, and there's a gee a goose geese Canada goose with its chicks, but it's it's on the path. Mm. So I turn, and I'm like right opposite it running, and it goes. <laughs> the full hiss and it's big Jack it's mm. like it's like a, it's that big fuckers and they make themselves <laughs> yeah. look massive. massive when they flap they make themselves yeah. look huge so it took off it took off at me yeah pinned me against the wall full <laughs> flap full <laughs> flap and I'm like ah <laughs> like, and it's giving me the foot I said I'm thinking I'm not going anywhere near you babies you chicks yeah. I'm doing no I'm just running through and I, I tell you what I ran but then I ran and I was like a bit panicked a bit panicked but oh god I was alright you know actually it was fine it just warmed me off and that was fine and like, but of course there's like another 10 so then I'm I can't go back and I'm going forward, and every time I go past one, I'm going, it's like talking to them. No dramas, nothing here, I'm just going for a run, please. Do you don't want to upset them? There's that old saying as well, that a, a, a goose can break your arm, isn't there? <laughs> Is there? And also, you don't want to stress them out. No. You know what I mean? I, I don't know why they're so aggressive, but I, I've had an encounter as well, and they are turning more and more aggressive. And to the point where Ben said, there is like 10 along this stretch of the canal. At the moment, I run to certain heart rates, and as I see one, my heart rate flies up because of the anxiety that it's <laughs> going to attack me. But they, 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 they're nasty. They are. Mm. They're, they're nasty animals. So I came back to the flat thinking animal encounter, and I go, and I go. I've just been. Colson goes, oh, goose on the towpath. Yeah, got me. It's like went, a known meant thing to tell you. I went. There's two that are really nasty. Like and they, they 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 try and pin you against the wall. They're they're awful. They they they're nasty. But they've obviously been bothered, haven't they? But yeah, wildlife watch on the keys. Mm. <laughs> That's it, um, Jack. What you been up to, kidder? I made a film in the couple of months off. I got asked to do um, a short film 
Actually, the guy who made your documentary, Tim Royal, he put me in touch with the makers of this short film. The guy who made your short film graded my documentary. Well, there you go. Oh, it's well, a family well, affair. It's a film sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sofa Cinema Club Network. Shepard, can we talk yeah. about your hair when you were going for that film? So the hairdressers opened, didn't they? You had full lockdown, three-month hair. I went, oh, didn't fancy getting it cut. I can't. I'm growing it for the part. Well, I say growing it for the part. The thing is, I wanted a trendy haircut, but it didn't quite suit the role, really. <laughs> so you grew it for the part and it didn't... I didn't grow it for the part. I just grew it to look a little bit shit, if that makes sense. A bit dishevelled, yeah. Just a bit, yeah. Because obviously you always look 10 out of 10, don't you, in normal? <laughs> <laughs> what, um, and yeah, tell us, Jack, what do you, how did it go? What do you think? It's really good. It's just a short film. It's five, ten minutes long. That's it. And it's a horror film. And I've always wanted to be in a horror film. Because, as you know, Cole, so I'm a big horror buff, film buff fan. So, um, yeah, it's, I was quite pleased that I managed to be involved in one. When does it come out, Jack? Do you know? Well, when he's sort of... The, the guy's got to sort of grade it and edit it and everything and put it all together and... Obviously, I mean, most of, most of the time, you'll know, Ben, won't you? The post-production, when making a film, takes longer than actually shooting the film. Yeah. And actually, it's extraordinary. What I mean, and Colson will know this now, having done a film, how much you can change, the, completely change the film in the edit, in the grade, uh, how hard it is to get the sound right. Yeah, there's a lot goes in. It's not... It's, yeah, it is almost 50% of the film or more. You can completely change someone's performance. And did you find it different from the day-to-day at work? How did you find it? Uh, well, obviously, we were sort of filming it in COVID times. So oh. it was still trying to keep your distance. Um, lots of, um, what are those, flow tests? Actual flow, things. yeah. Yeah, them. So it was a, a little bit weird, but... Um, we managed to get it done, and do you know what? Yeah, director, um, really good, really nice guy, Jay Roby. Um, worked, uh, really enjoyed working with him. Gave me really good notes and everything, and yeah, sort of like took like the first, second take. Didn't dick about, which is always great. No, we loved it. <laughs> do you know what I mean, though? Yes, it was, yeah, yeah. It was very, very similar to how we work at work. Funnily enough. And because I, 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 again, I didn't know what to expect, whether they would be, it'd be like filming a commercial, you know, and where they take time over the smallest detail. But funnily enough, you know, it's like an hour or so on each scene, moving on, done, next. How does it compare to the other short film that you've done with the director? Well, we I had more to do in that short film. That was a bigger, that was more like, that sort of film that we did, Ben, that was more like a theatre piece I've think yeah because it was just two characters one room one set yes a different type of film yeah Yeah. now shall we talk about a film that you haven't written and directed (laughs) (laughs) i mean if you did write and direct this film how much how much would your head have fallen off if i was sat here now the first time i found out that gunny was in hannah montana it would have been that times 10 i was zach efron yeah. No, I was the coach. I was the dad coach. So go on, hit us, course. So, High School Musical is a Disney Channel original movie that follows the love story of Troy and Gabriella. So Troy Bolton is the basketball star at East High School. What a great name. Come on. Great name. Great name. What's your name, Troy Bolton? When they picked that, they didn't know that there's a town in England called Bolton, did they? <laughs> No, but I don't think they did know that. <laughs> Troy Bolton. Gabriella is this girl who is about to move to a different school. Troy and Gabriella meet on holiday at a New Year's break. And it just happens that the new school that Gabriella moves to is Troy's school. So it's kind of like an early love interest that kind of follows itself to uh, their hometown of Albuquerque. What a town Albuquerque is. So Troy is the basketball star, Gabriella is this brainiac, but she wants a new star and she has kind of seen Troy sing and they sang together on holiday 
and the story of High School Musical kind of follows Troy finding out who he wants to be when the school has already decided who he is. Hello, hello, Colson, hello. Very much like my own life. Colson Bolton. (laughs) (laughs) And Gabriella is this character who is trying to make an impression at a new school, but a different impression to what she's always been. It's got singing, it's got dancing, it's got basketballs, it's got a lot of fear, and it's almost... it's It's a love story, isn't it? Had you seen it before? I've never seen this film before. When it came out 2006, I'm 18 years old. There's not a cat in hell's chance an 18-year-old is going to sit and watch High School Musical. Is, is there not? <laughs> I'm 22. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just was thinking that. I, I watched it yesterday. <laughs> At the time as it came out, do you know what I mean? Definitely not. It's more my sister's generation, and I think Hannah's about 26 now. Um, is it a film you'd seen, Ben? Yes, actually. Funny enough, my daughter, I did watch it my daughter. She's older now. And she straight away went, High School Musical 2's better. <laughs> uh, she likes it. But it is part of something that you do watch with your kids. They're good. Disney films are good. You know what you're going to get. When their kids are young, they love them. So it's like, it's a win-win, really. They, they do it very well. So I had seen it. I think I'd seen it twice before. I didn't realise. I did some research into it. It didn't go to the cinema. This was a TV TV movie. It's got advert breaks in it, Jack. Right. It, it goes to black, doesn't it? It's got four advert breaks. Yeah. Because I remember, obviously, we spoke about this before on the podcast. I grew up on Disney Channel. 724, Disney Channel and Disney Channel Plus One. It was what? Is that, is that the number? I love that. Hello, yeah. 724. <laughs> I know that. The, 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 the numbers on his remote control were wiped away at 724. Yeah, it, literally, 724 were like blurred. You couldn't, you couldn't tell which ones they were. Um, so me and my sister used to get home from school and we used to stick the Disney Channel on. And there was obviously a little bit of build-up, a little bit of promo, but High School Musical was going to be this film that was going to come out on a Sunday. And it came out, and I remember watching it for the first time, and no one knew what it was. There was it was there was no TV show of it before. It just came out, and it was this film with really catchy songs. I think it was the first time Disney had done that. Yeah, like promoted a big film for TV, almost like it's a cinema release, but actually put it onto a Disney Channel first. For my generation, it is. I don't think there's many people that haven't seen it, sort of thing, and that don't know the songs. And it's almost a cult film for you know my generation and for kids now. Still, I think they start off in that karaoke competition. It's New Year's Eve, is that right? So they're on like a holiday, aren't they? Yes, and it's like it looks like it's all inclusive, doesn't it? And you've got kids' club. Yep, and they're doing the karaoke, and then they vote him to start singing, don't they? With her. They've never spoke before. And I love that when they go, I can't, I don't want to. I can't. I don't are know you, the words. I don't know the words. Are you kidding? <laughs> and they're amazing. I love yeah. that. That fucking absolutely every time just gets the shit. I can't possibly do this. And then suddenly it's on. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the weirdest thing is, I, I remember, because I, I must have watched this film hundreds of times. And it's weird when you watch it now and you're like, oh, it's quite clear that Zac Efron isn't the singer like because you're watching him going this could be the start of some and it's you, it's clear that it's not him because the lip sings out of time sort of thing mm. i tell you what though he does cheese well oh he's, he's brilliant doesn't he cheese mm. is hard cheese is hard to make it look like you have to go full cheese but he does brilliantly. It wasn't meant to be him. They offered it to someone from iCarly, which is like the big Nickelodeon show. Oh. Nickelodeon basically said, you're our kid, you can't go to Disney. So was this his big break, Efron's big break? Yeah. And had she been, uh, Vanessa Hutchins, is it? Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't think she had done anything. I she think it done was kind either. of introducing both of them, really. And she can hold a note, can't she? She can sing something. Yeah, but come throughout the film, she's shite. What? She's not great. Ooh, are you? Are we talking acting here? Just sort of everything. Her movement, everything. Ooh. She's not great. He's good. Don't get me wrong. Efron. I'm a big fan of Efron. I think he's very good in all of his films. From what I hear from interview, while nice guy. Hello. 
behind the scenes <laughs> things that he's uh, very professional. Yeah, and uh, gets involved with all of his characters and his acting and everything. And I do think he's very talented and very good. I think and he can sing and he can dance and he can act. Triple threat. You've called him yeah. this before. Triple threat. I have, and I don't think I don't think she's very good at all. She. Do you, do you see? I'm, I, mean, I am jumping ahead. There's that scene when she's crying and she's just got the droplet of water just going down her emotionless face. All I'm seeing is you absolutely pissing all over Colson's dreams. I'm seeing his heart break as you say it. It's all, Do you know the podcast is almost like a court case? Like, you raise a point and then I am the defence. So, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> very good. That's the t- I love that. And now the prosecution can <laughs> yes. speak. Jack P. Shepherd. <laughs> so, in the defence of um, the film, basically, it is a TV movie. And it is their first job. And they are kids. And you can tell that. And there's some big numbers in there which must have taken some time. And the whole thing was done in 24 days. Mm. Like, that, to, to turn that round in a month is a big effort. But also, those kind of films don't require the full Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. Which was shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no talking from the no talking from the stands, please, Mr. Smith. Contempt of court. <laughs> Listen to the fucking judge. But you, like the cheese is the most important bit of that burger, not the the super, super emotion. I get that. I get that. And Kenny Ortega will give you that. I think he's... I'm a, I'm a big fan of Kenny. I always have been. I always have been. Kenny Ortega will give you that. I need Kenny and he cheese now. What, what else has he done, Jack? Hocus Pocus with Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, Hocus Pocus. And Kenny was um, Michael Jackson's choreographer for years. Oh, So nice. doing all the backup dances and everything. And he was actually directing that This Is It sort of tour. You know, that Michael Jackson was doing before he died. Yeah, the last one. And Kenny also got MJ to ring Zac Efron on the set. Yeah, I've heard this story. A big good luck message and everything. So that's nice. But Kenny, no, I think he's a very talented director. And he's from musical theatre. I think all those dance sequences of them in the basketball uh, court, um, whenever there's the big numbers. Tight. very tight, directed very well. The dances are very good. I just think the rest of it falls a bit apart. And he, when I was watching it, like, I mean, we talked about the beginning of the film and they're on holiday, they meet on holiday and then lo and behold, they're at school and she joins school. Oh my God, it's amazing. I was watching it thinking, is this Greece? This is literally Greece, isn't it? It's the exact same story of Greece. Yeah. And then I looked into it and... It was meant to be Grease 3. Did you know that? Oh, no. No. High School Musical was going to be Grease 3, and it was going to be Danny and Sandy's kids. Really? Now, I assume that Danny and Sandy's kids must have been... What's she called? She, she, what's she called? Vanessa Hudgens. No, 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 the other girl. Gabriella. Sharpe. Sharpe and Ryan. I think them two were Danny and Sandy's kids, because they were brother and sister. Did Danny and Sandy stay together in Greece? Danny and Sandy were in it. Travolta was in it. Olivia Newton-John was signed up for it. And one thing didn't happen. Another thing didn't materialise. Rizzo was going to be in it. This has blown my mind. Yeah. And it was going to be Greece free. Because it was... High School Musical was the working title. And then they was like, well, it fits perfectly. It's in a high school and it's a musical. But maybe Greece 3... I wonder if Greece 3 was owned by someone else. It was because Disney were going to have to pay the producers who... who, The people who own the rights to Greece. And they went, oof, that's a lot of money. Let's just change the title. Well, they're laughing now because I bet it's made more money than Greece. Ooh, I don't know. I I bet it has. Free films... Massive franchise. I remember watching Grease when I was a kid and it came out. Remember, it had an enormous cinema release, Grease. Enormous. Like, everyone at school saw Grease. That was like... It was back in the day when one or two big, big movies came out and everyone had to see them. And that was one of them. Was it like this in your school, though, Colts? Had everybody seen... 
High School Musical on the Disney Channel. Yeah, it was it was the big thing sort of thing. It was the big film, and it was more the songs, Jack. So like mm. at our school, we had a thing called Cass Factor, which was Cass High's take on the X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Cas Factor. Hello, welcome back to Cas Factor. Or is it, hello, welcome back to Cas Factor. They keep, they, keep, they keep emailing me asking me to come back and host it. <laughs> you go, Colson, you fruited your Jesus. Where are they, your mums? <laughs> and pe- people just sang the songs, Jack. People sang the songs, people wanted to do the dance. I mean, people didn't want to be in High School Musical probably as much as I wanted to be in High School Musical. Like, my school obviously wasn't fucking High School Musical. But I wish it was. Cas Factor. I mean, fucking Coast, that's fucking brilliant. But hang on, it's Cas short for... Cas. 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 Castleford. Cas Factor. Castleford High School. What are we going to call it, guys? I don't know. Cas Factor. I'm going to throw something out there. Cas Factor. Oh, my word, it's brilliant. Cas Factor, hello. And then we had a kid, um, (laughs) really really talented, actually, called Jack Walton, who, like, went on the X Factor, got through to the... um, like live shows, bloody blah, and he just used to fucking win Cast Factor every year, didn't he? No one else used to bother. So <laughs> like if he got to the lives on X Factor, he's back again, singing the same song. He's won again. <laughs> and did he say? Did he quote Cast Factor as starting him in his career? <laughs> I all to Cast Factor. Well, I won Cast Factor, so now I'm going to give it a go on the X Factor. Um, <laughs> so no, in, as to what Jack was saying, school was obviously school, but if I went to East High, and I was on the basketball team, I would have been a lot happier in my childhood. <laughs> That's not what you were saying. I've just tried to... No, that, wa- that wasn't at all, but you came that in with your... And a happy childhood. You came went, in with your dream. If I'd lived in that film, Ben and Jack, I would have, I would have been very happy, and I didn't. I, I was left with Kaz Factor, and, I, and it's fucked me up. All I got was Kaz Factor. It's a real, it's a real toss up. This because it, it could be as big it, for me. It's as big a film as Hannah Montana. So it, obviously, I've I've delayed picking it for a very long time. Like I've, you know, I, it could have been episode three, really. This film because it's fucking massive for me. But it has obviously. I have changed a lot as a person since three years ago. So who are you in High School Musical? Where would you place yourself? You're at school. It's your first day. I'm probably Gabriella. It just shocked me off because I, <laughs> I want to be Troy, but I'm not, am I? I'm Gabriella, <laughs> the fucking girl. Are you not? Is it Zeke? Are you not Imu Bakes? <laughs> I bake. I love to bake. Shubal, Sean, Abacabat. By the way, I have a whole playlist called um, Camp Running. <laughs> um, and like the description on Spotify is if 12 year old me ran. And it's like seven hours long and it literally is just full of. Disney, and it's all High School Musical. So, so High School Musical, what's top three numbers High School Musical, Colson? Top three tunes. Um, it's got to be... Um, at three. At, at three. three. Head in the game. Really? Yeah. Hello, okay. That's the one it's, where they're playing basketball. Yep. It's dancing. Two. See, I, I'm going to go two is... Breaking free. Yes. What's that? How's that go? How's that go? We're breaking Soaring, free. Flying. Flying. There's not a star in heaven that we can't see. I like that one. I like that one. It, they are. They're all chart toppers. Like they, they're bangers. <laughs> and top top of the list for. Um, no, I mean, I'd be interested to see what other people think about this. But well, it's got to be. We're all in this together, hasn't no. it? No. What? Stick to the status quo. No, that's bullshit. Stick no. to the status quo's like fourth. What's that go? How's that go? Um, if you wanna be cool, don't last me the phone. Stick to the status quo. Stick to <laughs> Oh Um No, that's shit. That that one, the second one is my favourite. It's a tough one actually. It is a tough one because breaking free is the big number. It's the coming together, isn't it? It isn't. You're missing the big one. The big one that they all You sing. like the credits, don't you? We're all in this together. That's the big... That's all it. All in that's... this... It's cack. That's not doing it for me. I'm finished. I did, I, it, that's not a big number. It's a, it's a finisher. 
It's a finisher. <laughs> it's on the running playlist, Jack, but it's not yeah. in it's not in the top. It's three. not an encore song, is it, Jack? We're not gonna say encore, encore to Troy Bolton and he's gonna come out with that. To be fair, I, I do I get what Ben means. Break breaking free it is the chart topper, isn't it? The one that the crowd remember, the one that they want at the end. If you go and see the stones at at Glasgow. Jumping Jack Flash. No, satisfaction. You've got to see Jagger do that. Everything else can go out the window. He's gone big there. He's gone high school musical to Jagger. <laughs> Crikey, satisfaction. Here's one for the Sofa Cinema Club family. We'll get a post on Instagram. We want from one down to three your top three songs from High School Musical. And it's High School Musical one. We're not having any of we're that. We're not having the rest of it. We'll do this feature again in three weeks' time when I pick number two. <laughs> and then we're, we'll announce... The audience's top three. I'd be interested. I think that number two, what was it called? Sorry. Breaking Free. Breaking Free. Breaking Free is the one. Let, let, let's get back to talking about the, the actual story. Because, yes, Jack's going to talk about how the story has holes in, but it is kind of, it is a love story, isn't it? Well, the writer compared it to fucking Romeo and Juliet. Did. Do you know that? The writer of the film. Wait, look, you're not going to get anything off Coulson there, are you? The, the, one one issue of it is, um, it's a little bit like Hairspray does it a little bit, but Hairspray does it better. So it is, it's the most popular kid in school is meant to be that he could never ever go out with this geek because they have nothing yeah. in common. Whereas actually, he's the best looking lad in school, she's the best looking girl in school. That's kind of where it goes a little bit wrong, isn't it? Yeah. Because really... Yeah. She she's not the geek. She's this stunning singer, and he's this stunning singer, and they're meant to be together. But there's also that tale of of him, you know, that bit where they set up a camera and saying, "Look, where do your loyalties lie?" And he goes, "With you guys, the basketball. I love the basketball." And kind of coats her off. There is him coming to terms with he's got to be who he who he is, which is this singer or do both both lives, isn't he? That's a bit that I would relate to me and not Gabriella because. He doesn't want to be the basketball kid. He wants to be the kid who can sing and dance. And that's you. You want to be the kid who can sing and dance. But I can't sing and I can't dance. Um, (laughs) And you can't play basketball. It's a cruel life. It's a cruel life. That's why I'm Gabriella. Um, (laughs) So, Ben, I want to question you on a character because I reckon this is your top character in the film. Oh, hello. Hello. Go. Miss Darbus. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. She's the drama teacher. Drama yeah. teacher. Brilliant. She could have done more with it. She could have gone a bit further, I think. She she pulled it back, but some of the stuff, my head was falling off. <laughs> I mean, she could have been more brutal, I think. Mm. Like when she was saying about how you audition, you've missed your audition. And then I loved it. You've missed your audition, you can't. And then they go up on stage then they start singing. She goes, you, but you're, you're in for a recall. I love that. <laughs> cheese. Cheese. As if that ever happens. No, Darbus was my favourite. I loved her. I'd play Darbus. That'd be my chance. I thought his dad was crap. crap. You said Absolute this. Shit. He, was, he was awful. He was awful. awful. Darbus great. She blew him out. He didn't know what to do apart from talk about basketball. He had no depth. <laughs> I think he's on Cameo, the dad. Because I'm sure I've seen oh, we someone get... We should have got, got him on. I'm oh, sure I've seen so someone awkward. get a birthday message Hello, from Coach so Bolton. Be like, hey, it's Coach Bolton. Have a great birthday. And there was... Um, it might have even been on TikTok. There's like a famous video of him running around LA. And these girls are following him in the car. And they put the window down. And they're like, Troy Bolton. Uh, Coach Bolton. And he turns around and he goes, get your head in the game. And just keeps running. Can you imagine how many times he says, get your head in the game? He's obviously dining out on the fact that he was Troy Bolton's dad, hasn't he? Yeah. Darbus, brilliant. Who else is in it? Headmaster's dodgy. The headmaster could have been really good. And he has that line anywhere. It's Darbus and Coach Bolton sitting in the office. And she's and he's saying, no, drama drama is important. It's as important as sport, blah, blah, blah. And then um, after it all, he goes, that's that. Hey, Coach, how's the team looking this year? Like, it could have been more but he's just he's just an actor that they've got in on 200 quid to say a line the other people around those two leads the other kids are very good yeah kids are no but that's like a step up course like they were really really good when you see them dance in those big routines they all don't miss a step 
They're all tight. It works. They're better than the leads at doing it. If you watch like uh, Efron and they're good, but you look at the people behind them, they're really good. Yeah, but some of them behind them were choreographers as well. From what I've read, the casting call was for two parts, which was Troy and Gabriella. So they saw 600 lads and 600 girls and got the whole cast from casting two parts. Right. So basically, you went up for Troy and you got Chad. Like, that's kind of how they did it, was to see everyone. Oh. And basically to get the best of the best in. Then, obviously, a lot of the people are dancers, aren't they? And you can tell that, like, some of them are amazing dancers. Really good. One of the... Here's a fun fact for you. One of the dancers in the show danced with someone we know on Strictly. Really? Yeah. Mm. And I saw him and I thought, God, I do recognise, can't remember what his name is. But he went on to Strictly. He was good. They were all good. What, as a professional dancer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you could see that they're all they're all very good. Yeah, Darbus. I'd play Darbus. Um, Coulson is Gabriella. Jack, who are you? I'm him who wears the tea causes on his head and all the watches. <laughs> Ryan. Him, yeah. See, I had you down as Sharpay, actually. The, the bitch. <laughs> uh, oh, too, you mean she, the lad who wears the trilby and does the dancing all the time? Yeah. Has it always got fucking weird hats on? Yeah, that's you. I like that. You could have been Sharpay, but I like that. Yeah. yeah. Those two are good, aren't they? Sharpay and Ryan. Well, I, I like them. She must. Was she not a name, Ashley Tisdale? Yeah, I think She'd she was. She'd been on that Zack and Cody sweet line. Yeah. She was... She was Quite big on that. Yeah. She was she was already in with the Disney crowd. Yeah, she she was a she was a Disney name sort of thing. Yeah, um, she she probably was probably the biggest name going into it really. Mm. So they get called back for the musical. Then the other two, Jack and his sister, get a bit narked because they want to be the couple who do the musical every time, don't they? They do the recalls at the same time that he's got a basketball match on. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. So he can't do the recall. Sharpay changes it, doesn't she? Sharpay basically says, if Troy Bolton is in our spring musical, he's going to ruin everything. He doesn't care about the arts. He doesn't care about drama. This is all a joke. And Miss Darbus goes, do you know what? You might be right. Let's test him and let's change the recall to the middle of the Basketball Cup final. The Wildcats haven't won the Cup final for years, since the years of Coach Bolton, Troy's dad. So it's a massive game. And... Gabriella, with her newfound friendship group in like the Mathletes, has Mathletes. 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 A mean girl's reference there. <laughs> um, oh and she's obviously, she's at this big like geek fest, isn't she, sort of thing. Mm. But because there's been this fallout, Troy's off his basketball, Gabriella's off her maths. And Troy goes, do you know what? I have to make this work. And in true Romeo and Juliet style, he goes back to win her over. <laughs> I like that. In true Romeo and Juliet style. <laughs> doesn't happen in Romeo and Juliet, but carry on. He, he, he goes to win her over, doesn't he? He goes to apologise, he sees him and he says, look, Gabriella, you know, I love you. I want to be with you. I want to sing with you. Let's do this together. We'll, we'll never be able to do it, Troy. Everything's at the same time because of Davos. And he was like, trust me, I've got a plan. The plan is nobble the Wi-Fi. Yeah. They nobble the Wi-Fi. They get up, audition. Do they get the part then? I don't, do you know what? I don't think they... She doesn't cast them, does she? No. I, it's never It's never. It's known. never. But that's the end of the film, isn't it? No, then they go back and have to win the cup. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, don't, don't say it's the end of the film. We've not even had Jack's favourite song yet, Ben. Jesus. It's not that it's my favourite song. It's just the one that people know. Right, so they've won the basketball match, and at the end, then, it's Jack's favourite song. We're all in this together. <laughs> so, do we go, do we inch towards ratings now? Well, no. Let's Let's just talk about some critical acclaim that it got. Won quite a lot, didn't it? It didn't get much... The critics didn't really like it. It didn't get a very good score on what do they IMDb know? or Rotten Tomatoes or the critics didn't really like it. I, the thing is, for me, this film, I don't think there's anything for the adults, really. And I'm a big fan of Disney. You know that, Coles. You know I love Disney films. And I don't think it was that great. But we'll get on to that later. But it, it got 7 million viewers 
over the US, which is massive for America. And then the sequel got 17 million viewers. And then it was the third one that was big enough to go to a cinema release. The third one got over $250 million. Big money. Coles, go on. Hit it. Hits with the rating. You go first. I thought Jack was talking about his critical acclaim. Is that is that it? Well, that is it. The, he talked about the critical acclaim, which was none. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we rate it, let's just take a quick break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, let's rate it. First time in Series 4. This will annoy you both because you will realise how far we actually haven't come during the South Cinema Club journey. It's a 10. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to lay it out there. I'm going to put it straight out. It's a 10. It's a 10. No matter how much education you can give me on films, no matter how many films we can see, it probably always will be a 10. A bit like Hannah Montana. You were saying at the beginning of the podcast calls that there is something you do see now looking back, that the singing's off. Because it's all dubbed, isn't it? It's, It's full of faults. Yeah. You can tell they did it in 24 days. Yeah. Like, it's it's full of faults. It, it's not perfect, but it just works. Great songs, good, strong performances from young actors. The director's done a good job to tie it together. The choreography's mint. It's it's well written for a TV movie. And it's for me, it's clearly timeless sort of thing. And for my generation, it is. Like, you know, I don't know how many people my age listen to this podcast, but I would like to think that they've all had a bit of a blast from the past and a trip down memory lane and listening to this jack you go now shall i log off now (laughs) no judging and basing my rating on what this film is and it is a tv movie uh it's not a film that was released at the cinema i don't even know if we can even cover it on sofa cinema club bit fucking late now jack if if we go back there, there was once an episode that will never be heard by anyone that we disregarded didn't we because it was a tv movie Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was that? Tracy Beaker, the movie in the archives, gone forever. Good. (laughs) That aside, it's a TV movie, so it doesn't have the, obviously, the budget for what cinema movies get. Um, I think Efron's very good. I do like him. And yeah, what Ben said, the kids are tight. They do do knockout performances. The, The adults all seem to be a bit shit. There's no jokes for adults in there. Script's a little bit wet. The songs are very good. The dance breaks. I think Kenny's done an all right job with the dance sequences. It's not shot particularly well throughout, but the dance numbers are quite good. I'm going to go 4.5. Oh my God. I think that's really high. It's it's, it's, it's a bit of a shitty thing to do, isn't it? Start of series four. 4.5 is low. Is it? I think it's low for that. You've gone away and you got harsh. You're trying to compare it to fucking Goodfellas. I'm not. I'm not. It's not. It's fucking High School Musical. My eyes were bleeding throughout most of it. I I I could just go like two, one. Yeah, we could all do that, Jack. We could all give it zero. (laughs) I'm going virtually, virtually in the middle because of what it is. It's a TV movie. Come on, Price. Bring bring some class to this podcast, please, Ben. So, I sat down to watch it because now my kids are older, none of them would watch it with me. I watched it on my own. (laughs) I watched it on my own. 
Which was quite funny. I was like, God, I keep, what am I doing with my, my life? Imagine if one of your mates rang you and they're like, what are you up to? Just watching High School Musical, what about you? <laughs> I don't want to tell them, I tell them. Um, hold on to your hats. Oh, fucking You hell. fucking what, wait what for this, do- Shepard. Your you head's going to falling up. I'll tell you what I'm fucking doing. I'm breaking all the rules. I thought about this. <laughs> I thought about all the flack we get for fucking votes about this and about that and people giving us, oh, it should be this or it should be that. And I thought, what? was going on when I watched this film? What oh. goes on when you watch film? Why do I love film? Why do we love film? Emotion comes into it. Story comes into it. What that film does for us in our lives, where we are in our lives. And I was looking at that film and I thought to myself, I've got to take it on what it is. I can't compare it into other films. I can compare it as it is for me, Jack. Not for you, you're comparing it however you want to do it. But for me, a Disney film, kids singing, tunes, 10. You have lost your <laughs> fucking mind. <laughs> you have lost your mind. Yeah, I Get have. It. Yeah, I have lost it. No. Jack, it works really, really well. Absolute bollocks. Okay, pick a film that in the third film is tripling, quadrupling it's the amount of people who watch it. Pick a film that's got tunes that you can remember. It's very good. It's a good, tight film. You cannot go 10. I've gone 10. It's not... I don't take it back. I'm a grown man. It's what? 10. The script shit. It's yes. not directed well. Yes. The acting shit. Yes. Where are you getting 10 from? Because... Hold on, Jack. There are always these films. John Wayne. Sean Connery. There are always actors, there are always films where you go, John Wayne's the same person every time, massive star. Other people, Keanu Reeves, same person every time. Matrix, terrible script. Other things, terrible script. For me, the whole package, I sat and watched that for an hour and a half and I switched off and I went, fair fucking play. I'm singing the little tune as I go off and I've gone, I've seen a mint film for what it is. I've seen a mint film for what it is. The budget, how quick they shot it and what they expected. I don't watch a film like that, Jack, to get emotionally involved with Troy Bolton. This is bollocks. You say you fucking do. No. You say you watch a film to get emotionally involved. But not high school musical, Jack. I'm not sitting there going, oh, I'm going to get pulled, my, my heartstrings pulled. In Hard Street, High Street Musical, High Street Musical, <laughs> filmed in Eccles. Ten. That's Twenty-four point five. You've lost your mind. You you just need to be happier, Jack. Twenty-four point five. You've lost your mind. You've Do you know what? I was giggling away two days ago when I was thinking about the score I was going to give this, and I didn't mention it to Colson at this, all. This is this is this is. If we were on trial now, this is premeditated murder, Ben. You've literally. <laughs> I'm the judge. About I'm this. not on trial. It's you two. I'm the judge. I can do what the fuck I like. Dismissed. And I'm jumping out of court laughing and you're doing a five-year stint. I tell you what it is. It's when you've gone on Judge Judy and they interview you at the end, Jack, and you're completely fucked off because you lost. <laughs> so 24.5 out of 30 for the first rating of Series 4 of the Safe Cinema Club. The first fallout, the first 10, the first double 10. <laughs> I'm fucking speechless. So... The eagerly anticipated return of Cue the Jingle. Jack's, Jack's hidden, hidden gem of the week. You didn't sing and we've been singing musical all way, Coulson. You won't do it shit in Kaz Factor if you don't <laughs> sing. <laughs> I, I'm I'm waiting for you to get a professionally made we will jingle. Do, we will. Jingle. We will, yeah. we'll get Ken Ortega on it. Um, what's your um, hidden gem, Jackie? My hidden gem this week, I was thinking, I did, I had a film pick and I also had a doc and I've decided to go for the doc, keep it on what we know. So this documentary is streaming at the minute on Netflix. It's just won uh, an Academy Award for Best Documentary 2021. Ah, hidden gem then. (laughs) Hidden gem. And it's my octopus teacher. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds shit. Have you not seen it? I've seen it. 
It'd have been better if it was the octopus that predicted the 2008 World Cup in South Africa. That do you op- remember that? That was a good I, octopus. Do you remember that, that Ben? That was a good. Yeah. No, I do remember that. it got it, it, this octopus. It, it it did the draw, didn't oh, it? Oh yes, I did. All the way to the semi final, and then it died. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> God, oh no! So octopus teacher Jackson, and it's about an octopus. I'll tell you. It's about this guy who he quits his job, I think, and he wants to go find himself. So he lives off the coast of South Africa, I think he lives. And he's got the ocean, virtually, on his doorstep. And he decides to go swimming, go snorkeling every day. And he finds this octopus that lives in the coral uh, right where he, right where he lives. And he, he strikes up a friendship with this octopus and octopuses don't really have any sort of connection towards humans or whatever they're sort of like introverted creatures they don't come out in the open if they know there's people about i know loads of people with octopus friends <laughs> listen come on hiya listen, don't hi mr laugh. octopus it is, it's it is a very you off out for dinner and... tonight with oh me too mate they're octopuses but they're all right <laughs> right you've seen the film castaway yeah it's that with an octopus you know, like that relationship that Tom Hanks has with the ball. Wilson. Wilson, exactly. Yeah. I sort of like see glimpses of that sort of relationship. Uh, the octopus does remember him and they do have this sort of friendship for a certain amount of time. I, I have seen it. It is very I good. It's it. shot incredibly well. His cameras that he's got and the clarity and the colour, it looks spectacular it really does and it is just him it's just him telling his story and it, yeah honestly it's it's worth a watch and i can see why it won really because it is one of its kind there's not other sort of documentary i can sort of compare it to um apart from that grizzly man do you remember that hmm i do that didn't end so well didn't I- didn't end quite well. But no, this is... this. It's uplifting. That's what I think it is, this sort of documentary. So it's nice. It's a nice, nice change. It's a nice change of what I usually pick. I'm really looking forward to the follow-up documentary as well, which is Ben Price and the Friendly Geese. <laughs> <laughs> My Tick on Balls teacher. <laughs> I, form, I form a relationship with ticks. Um, mint. Mint. Okay, fine. So... What film are we watching next Thursday? So the film that we are watching next week is a Coen Brothers film, which I don't think we've covered the Coen Brothers on this podcast. And it is No Country for Old Men. Have you seen it? Never seen it. Perfect. Perfect. Is it a play as well, or is that 12 Angry Men? 12 Angry Angry Men, which is set in a court. Bit, Bit like this podcast. Two angry men and a very happy man. So, <laughs> <laughs> no no country for old men. Yeah, that's what we're watching next week. So, we will see you back here on Monday. 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 For the bonus what? ep, hello. Yeah. And a part of the bonus ep will also feature, obviously, Ben Reviews. Um, one of the biggest sections on the podcast has been... Uh, Ben's review moved has been, been moved to been it's been moved to a shitter slot. <laughs> <laughs> it's been moved. Oh no, get rid of that. It's a bit crap. When do you want to put Sunday afternoon? <laughs> yeah, so it's been moved by popular demand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been moved. Ben's brilliant. Now remember, <laughs> say what you love about talk about us to you know about. The new start series four. What you're looking forward to? All those kind of things. Give us a give us a little review, and I will read them out on the bonus app. Part of the bonus app is we want to hear more from you guys at home. We want to engage a little bit more with our audience. Hear what you think about the films that we're picking for the main apps. Hear what you like about films, and we just want to have a little bit of an open conversation with you through our Monday episode. So that comes out on Monday the thirty first, Bank Holiday Monday. Um, so we will see you there. And then we will see you back for the main episode on Thursday where we're talking all things no country for old men. 
In the meantime, you can keep in touch with us on social media at Sofa Cinema Club on Twitter and Instagram. Send us all your messages on Instagram. You can email us. You can send us whatever you want. Not not whatever you want. <laughs> Good night. God bless. Good night. God bless. Bye bye. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.